Good morning and welcome to today's oil market update with Callum McPherson. How are you doing today, Callum? Very well, and yourself? Yeah, pretty good, thank you. Not too bad. So at the end of last week, Iran elected a new president. Uh, what impact is this likely to have on the talks over the nuclear deal? Well, Abraham Raisai uh, won the election on Friday, and this certainly doesn't make things any easier so far as the talks are concerned, because he is himself under US sanctions, uh, for nothing to do with oil. It's for his alleged role in the execution of uh, thousands of political prisoners in 1988, uh, when an uprising was suppressed. Um, there'll now, in any case, be a break. Possibly 10 days is being talked about while the uh, new president takes up office. Uh, meanwhile, the negotiators are going to have to consider how to deal with uh, Iran's insistence that the sanctions on, on, on Rezai are, are lifted before any, any agreement is, is reached. Um, still, in any case, the, the, um, what hasn't changed is the uh, Iran's supreme leader, the Ayatollah al-Khamenei, um, and, and that he, he would in any case need to agree the terms of, of any deal. So, so in some senses, the overall um, sort of driver on the Iranian side is, is unchanged. And, and, and so um, but perhaps the, the, the election of the president doesn't really make a, a huge uh, difference overall. Anyway, um, but uh, still, the talks may drag on, but uh, may well reach uh, some agreement in the end. Okay, and last week Brent came close to $75 per barrel after the US inventory report was published on Wednesday. What was it that excited the market so much? Well, I think um, the fact that it showed a sharp fall in US crude inventories of 7 million barrels uh, and rising gasoline demand. And both of those things seem to point to uh, strong summer demand in, in the US. And, and, and so, yeah, clearly that's something the market has viewed. Uh, very favourably of, of signs of uh, stronger demand in the second half of the year. Um, it was not all good news, though. Um, the gasoline inventory has actually increased by 2 million barrels. And uh, there was also an increase in, in, in domestic crude output of, of 200,000 barrels per day, which takes crude output back to the, its highest level for a year. Um, and it's also notable, actually, that the price of gasoline in the US has been falling, even while crude prices have been rising. Um, and that's true in the US Gulf Coast, just as it is in New York Harbor. So uh, I think it's not possible to attribute this to just the unwinding of that. Uh, if you remember that, uh, the Colonial Pipeline, which was a subject of a, of a, a hack um, some weeks ago, and that led to some disruption in in, uh, in in the gasoline market in the US. Um, but uh, I don't think that's uh, the explanation. Um, anyway, overall, I think the picture for the uh, for the summer in the US in terms of demand is, is still pretty early days. Um, so we'll need to really see how things develop over the coming weeks. Um, the gasoline, we'll need to see the gasoline stocks uh, coming down essentially. Um, and, and also keep a close eye on the on, on the crude outputs to, to see whether this week's uh, or last week's rather increase in output that we saw uh, marks the beginning of uh, some sort of uh, production response in, in terms of U.S. producers responding to higher oil prices. But uh, it's a bit early to tell at the moment. OK, and what does this mean for prices this week and beyond? 
Well, um, we have an OPEC meeting on the 1st of July, which is uh, really not very far away now. And um, really, OPEC will need to say what their plans will be after July and, and in August and beyond that. Um, because um, at that point, the current schedule of uh, increases will have been put through. Um, and uh, so far, OPEC's given no indication whatever as to what it plans to do after July. Um, but it's going to be very hard for them to come to, to a view on, uh, if the outcome of the Iran talks is still not known, which uh, given this potential 10-day delay, uh, it's very likely that the talks will, will not have concluded. And, and so the uh, OPEC members meeting will, will not at that point know whether Iranian crude will be coming back uh, some point later in the year or not, on if, if it is coming back, when it will be coming back. Um, so that makes it very difficult for, for OPEC to, to uh, plan around that. Um, uh, so I think there is then, uh, so I mean, what, what OPEC may do is then, is then do nothing, is just leave those um, um, production levels unchanged and uh, sort of see what happens. Um, but uh, the danger with that, given that we know that if demand uh, or, or there are expectations already that demand will increase significantly in the second half of the year and that OPEC will need to increase output in, in some stage. So I think if, uh, if uh, OPEC decides to do nothing, uh, keep uh, production unchanged in August, then review things again the following month, we, we have got then got a potential window uh, if the Iran talks continue to drag on um, for prices to test perhaps significantly higher. Um, and there, obviously, the immediate upside is $75 per barrel. We came very close to breaking that level last week. Um, but beyond that, we have a long-term downward uh, trend line resistance formed from the highs of 2008, when Brent came close to $150 per barrel, and, and 2012. Uh, and that now comes in at around $80 per barrel. So that, that, I think that's a really key level to look out for on, on the upside. Um, and so in the coming weeks, uh, in addition to the Iran talks, I think the US inventory numbers are going to be uh, a very important guide. Uh, at some point, it's, it's likely that OPEC will need to increase output. But at the moment, we just don't know whether that's going to happen by Iran sanctions being lifted or by OPEC plus itself deciding to increase its production limits. Lovely. Thank you for the update, Khan. Thank you.